Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. It's me, your host, Nicole, with a brand new episode. And this episode is going to hold close to my heart because my birthday is coming up. My birthday is on October 10. I turned 29 this year. You'll hear me say that a few times probably in the next few months, because it's going to feel very surreal to me to know that I am literally at the end of my 20s, which is really crazy. Um, But I've been reflecting a lot, as one would, in the past 10 years, or nine years. And man, have I made mistakes, as you should in your 20s, obviously, I'm sure I have 100 more left in me (laughs) before I turn like 40. Um, But I was thinking a lot about how I navigated my life, where I am now, how I ended up here, which I have to say I'm okay with. I've definitely made peace on the choices I've made because I've decided to just take control of the choices I'm making now and how I want my life to look like in the future. And that gives me a lot of peace. And I was thinking to myself, like, I remember in my early 20s, I would seek out for advice through anyone and everyone. Maybe a part of it was to seek validation. You know, like, what do you think I should do? Tell me what to do so I could feel better about the choices I'm making. You know, um, I just needed guidance. It's why I went through therapy so much. It's why I've always had so many friends throughout my life, you know, just needing that support. And Through the years, I've gotten great advice and I've gotten not so great advice. And I've also gotten advice that even though it was like, hmm, that's a good perspective, I'm glad I never took it because you just know deep down what's right for you and what's not right for you. And I just wanted to sort of just talk to you guys about the advice I'm glad I never took. I don't know if you've ever received this advice. Have you ever taken it? Has it ever worked for you? I know this advice has worked for other people, but for me, I knew that it wouldn't. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Because I could sit here and tell you all the great advice I've ever been given, even though some of them I never took, some of them I'm finally taking now. You know, you're going to do what's right for you. But the point of this episode was just to talk about the advice I'm glad I never took because it just made me realize doing the exact opposite is what actually helped me better in the long run. So maybe this could resonate with you a little bit. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about the advice I'm glad I never took. So for the first piece of advice I wanted to talk about was something that really affected me in the beginning of my 20s. So I remember when I was in high school, um, I decided that I was going to go to the community college. And so I never took my LSATs. What am I saying? I never took my SATs. And I just kind of knew firsthand, I'm going to do community college. I'm going to transfer to UCF. And that was just going to be my plan. So I remember I took a year off after high school to save up for a car because in Orlando, there's no way of you getting around with public transportation. People do it, but it's very unreliable. And yeah, you just need a car to survive in Orlando. So I took a year to save up 
And when I started school, it was great. I was really excited. I loved um, going, you know, going to college and having these experiences. But in my classes, I would always feel like this itch to travel. I just, I knew that I had this new freedom. You know, I wasn't confined in a 7 a.m., 2 p.m., you know, school schedule that I've been accustomed to for the past like 12 years well, not 12 years, but like 17 years of my life. And now, you know, I had a car, I was working, I was free, and I just wanted to travel. And even though I was in my classes, paying attention, of course, maybe not all the time, I would literally be on my computer looking up Airbnbs, looking up flights, looking up different ways that I can travel, and you know, what kind of budget plans I could come up with so that I can do it and afford it. And it used to make me feel really stuck, like, damn, like, I know I'm here, I know I'm in school, I know I should be doing this, this is the right thing for me to do, but my heart was wanting to travel abroad, go to new cities and have these new experiences, like, it was just something that was so strong in my soul. And I remember I would talk about it with my friends, I would talk about it with, like, adults that I would work with, and everyone would always tell me, traveling can wait. And that was the advice I would always get. Traveling can wait. Just go to school, finish, and just, you know, do it in the future. But I also knew that this is how it could work out, right? Let's say I do it this way. I I go to school, I get a job, and now I'm only waiting for my vacation days to pile up every year to only take one week off or to maybe take two weeks off. But in that case, you know, I would only be limited into traveling to maybe one big place per year instead of being able to travel to anywhere I want for months throughout the year. And that's what people would always tell me. Traveling can wait. Just do school like right now. And although that was true, I kind of felt like, well, if traveling can wait, so can school, you know? Like, why do I have to make such a big sacrifice when I have the freedom now, when I have the money now, when I'm young enough to do it now? Because me being optimistic about the future, I knew that one day I will have children. And will I be able to be spontaneous with my trips and adventures if there were children in the picture? Absolutely not. For some people, it can because they're financially stable to do so. But I didn't want to make that kind of sacrifice. Granted, I made other sacrifices by not, you know, finishing school. And and I don't want to say on time because, again, there is no time limit when you get an education. But for some people, it was like, no, just get it over with now so that you can do whatever you want in the future. As far as like traveling and things like that. And it was advice that although was good and it came from people who just knew the sacrifices that it would mean if I didn't finish school now, because a lot of times people who wait to go back to school never tend to go. Or when they do, it takes them longer to finish because other things are, you know, they get in the way of that, whether it's the job that they have, or maybe they did choose to start a family. You know, there are so many obstacles that come along the way as you go through with life. But I just didn't want to make those sacrifices. And I'm so glad that I didn't. Because Through that time, I've been to, what, 10 countries? I've been to, like, eight different cities in America, probably more. I'm not really counting specifically, 
but I could say maybe like eight. And I did make my own sacrifices by doing that. I'm not saying the sacrifices was not having children. I'm not ready to have kids right now. But, you know, I decided to stay in the job that I'm in, which is serving tables, which is not necessarily a job that I want to have for the rest of my life. There was a part of my life where I was like, fuck, like, should I be doing more? Should I be, you know, at a job that serves like a bigger purpose, whether I don't know what that would even look like. But, you know, I used to feel like, damn, like not finishing school, not getting a bit, let's say bigger job, you know, is a sacrifice that I did have to take because traveling just meant more to me. Do I regret it? Absolutely not. But that's a choice that I'm currently making now as far as going back to school, because now that I've traveled to so many beautiful places, now I'm ready to go back to school and finish and get the job that I really, really want. So the same way that traveling can wait, so can school. And that's just advice I'm glad I never took. So the second advice that I'm glad I never took was just smoke a blunt and relax. Now. There's a root to this. So just like everyone else, literally, just like everyone else, I have anxiety. And it's really bad. And not so bad that, you know, I'm on current medication for it. Um, but I did get uh, diagnosed about a year ago, severe depression and anxiety and was prescribed um, this medication I'm not even going to say, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about. Um, but I just, I knew that what I needed to do about it was a different, was a different process. And I took it and I'm good and I'm great. But years ago, um, I guess I just wasn't aware of like what anxiety looked like or what it meant. I knew that I struggled with these feelings. I didn't have a name for it. And anytime I would talk about it with my friends, <clears throat> of course, this always came from a good place. But I would always be like, oh, my God, I feel these feelings like I, maybe I need to go back to therapy. Maybe I need to, you know, see somebody about this. People would always be like, Nicole, you don't need therapy. You just need to smoke a blunt like you. You get stressed out way too much. Like you overthink things way too much. You just need to smoke weed and get over it. You just need to smoke a blunt and relax. And <clears throat> that is advice people would always tell me. But the truth is, I might have smoked weed like maybe a handful of times and I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't like not being in control. Like even for me, like when I drink alcohol, I don't even like getting too drunk. Like the moment I even get too drunk, I get really uncomfortable and I try to make myself throw up and sober up because it's a feeling I don't like to feel. I don't like to feel like I'm not in control. So when people would tell me to just smoke a blunt, in my mind that I registered that as, oh, just go mask your problems and just ignore them, repress them with this marijuana. And I know that that's not how it is for other people. But for me, that is how I registered it. And that's how I felt that it would do. Because I knew that my anxiety and my feelings and whatever trauma I was dealing with at the time was bigger than what a blunt would fix. I knew I needed to put in the hard work and to really go through them because then what happens when I smoke this weed and I sober up and I get those feelings again, then what? I'm just going to keep smoking weed. 
like, no, I don't want to be a pothead. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. And it's not to judge anyone who smokes weed. It's not to criticize anyone who chooses to do that instead of, let's say, taking medication or going to therapy. Again, that works for people for different reasons. And I'm not here to tell you that you're doing it wrong. No, do what's best for you. If this is what helps your anxiety, if this is what helps you deal with your trauma, honey, I am so happy that you were able to find a solution that didn't involve having to get prescribed hard-hitting medications because even that could be more toxic. I don't even take those medications and they're prescribed to me, okay? But for me, I didn't take this advice and I'm glad that I didn't because it almost forced me to come face-to-face with my trauma, with the things that bothered me, with my anxiety and find a different alternative into fixing those issues. Do I still get anxiety here and there? Absolutely. I just now know what steps I have to personally take to fix it. Now, the third piece of advice I'm glad I never took was be positive or cheer up or uh, just, just get over it. Just think about something else. And I hated, I hated getting advice from people with this because again this is kind of rooting from my anxiety this is rooting from my own personal failures that I felt through my life that anytime I would go into these dark episodes people would just be like be positive just cheer up just get over it and you know it was one of those things where I was like I know it was coming from a good place they didn't want me to feel these feelings they just wanted me to feel the opposite and I totally understand. I get it. Because if you see a little kid crying, you don't want them to cry anymore. So you're just like, come on, be happy. Here's a lollipop. Here, let's go to Disney. Here, let's go get some ice cream. Here, let's just watch a funny movie, you know. And the truth is, whatever feelings you're feeling, you you got to feel them. You know, you got to go through the motions. You got to you got to come face to face with the feelings. You have to acknowledge the feelings. You have to allow your body to go through it because that is the only way you'll know how to properly handle them. So whenever I'm feeling angry, I allow myself to feel angry. If I want to pout, if I want to scream, if I want to cry, if I want to vent, if I want to, you know, just stare at a wall and contemplate my emotions, I need to allow myself to feel it because when the next time they happen, I know how to handle it in a healthy manner. Because if I keep repressing, 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 or masking, or distracting myself, or doing other things, I'm going to take it out in a different way that's going to come off very unhealthy and very toxic, and also very confusing. Like, I forgot when it was or what it was, and I don't want to make up something, but like, I remember one time... I fucking cry. I don't know if it was because the Starbucks ran out of soy milk or they ran out of the pumpkin spice latte syrup. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was something so dumb. And I literally had a fucking mental breakdown over it. And I knew it wasn't because of the actual fact that what I wanted ran out. It was because everything else I was upset about just overflowed And this dumb little moment was the last drop of the tilting glass. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it was. So advice I'm glad I never took was 
repressing my emotions by tricking my body into thinking that I was happy when I wasn't. Now, for those who suffer from like depression, I know it's a little bit harder that way because sometimes it's like a vicious cycle and sometimes you just get tired of facing those emotions over and over and over again. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a spiritual guide guide leader. Like I'm not going to tell you what would be the alternative. I just know that for myself, the way that it works for me is I come face to face with my emotions. And by doing that, it helps me know how to handle what, how to deal with it for the next time instead of just repressing it and tricking my mind into thinking that I'm not upset, even though that I am. How I come to terms with that, maybe I'll do that on another episode, but I'll tell you right now, you know, therapy helps and writing things down help and also listening to music helps for me. Again, I don't take medication even though I'm prescribed to it. I have a great support system. My boyfriend understands. My mom understands. And I'll just leave it at that. Now, I can sit here and give you a long episode on all the advice I'm glad I never took. But I'm going to keep it short and simple. And I'm just going to share with you the last piece of advice I'm glad I never took. And it's keep your enemies closer. Honey. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I and I get it. I, I, I get the root of it, right? Keep your enemies closer. You, you, you do that because you think, okay, well, as long as I got that one eye on them, you know, they can't do me wrong. You know, like if I play nice with this person, then, you know, they can't really ever fuck with me. And if they try to, at least I know, you know, their move. So I know how to beat them at their own game. I get it. It's It's a very immature way of thinking. It's a, it's a mind game. Um, but it's also called waste of time. So let's not do that. I'm glad I never did that. Whenever I see someone who is not really my friend or someone who I can't really trust, I keep them far, far, far away from me. Because keeping your enemies close just chips away at your happiness, chips away at your trust, chips away at everything that should be keeping you at a safe space. And no one deserves to be in my safe space. Not everyone. So keeping your enemies closer is just, it's just a waste of time. And as you get older, you just realize that people who are like that just need to be far, far away from you. And that is just what I, what I try to, that's how I just keep my mantra. Like that's just how I keep my, my sense of peace. So I get it. Sometimes you do have to play nice with people, even if you don't really like them. You know, sometimes it's good to be neutral. And that's also how I am. I can't avoid all types of people, you know, especially let's say if you work with them or if it's a family member or if it's, you know, someone you can't really avoid. Um, You can also control who you keep in and in your like in and out of your circle. And just the whole idea of keeping your enemies closer No, that is advice I'm glad I never took. That's advice I'm telling you not to ever take. Keep your space at peace. Keep your surroundings happy and good people around you. And yeah, just keep it far, far away from you. But after that, I would have to say that those would be the list of advice I'm glad I never took. 
And again, you know, there are other things that people will tell me like, oh, Nicole, you should do that. You should be petty. You should do this. You should do that. And even though like it excites me and it makes me laugh and I'm like, yes, bitch, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna be petty. I don't give a fuck. Like at the end of the day, we grown. We don't need to be doing that. We don't need to be acting like that. And that's just advice I'm glad I never took. And I'm always looking for advice, not to say that I always need it, but I always like to know like what other people would do in different scenarios, just so that I'm being self-aware and know that, you know, am I looking at this situation one-sided? What do you think about it? Here's my side of the story. Here's what I'm thinking this person's side of the story is. You know, I'm always seeking for different perspectives. But my advice to you that I hope that you take out of this is that at the end of the day, do what's best for you. It's always good to get a second opinion. But at the end of the day, what matters is what's going to work for you. And at the end of the day, these are choices that you're making that you need to be okay with. And with that, I'll end the episode. (laughs) Thank you again for listening in. I know it's a short one, but just bear with me. I love you. I can't wait to see you next week. I have fun things to talk about always. It's just other things get in the way. So forgive me. Um, And with that, I'll let you be. Stay safe. I love you all. I adore you. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nicole Asev. Hit me up through there. I'm pretty active for the most part, but you could always DM me. Y'all be safe and I'll see you next time.